This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Monday morning, everyone. It is June 10th, and I'm Jess Berganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. How about that weekend? How beautiful was it to have three sun-filled days warming up to the lower 80s? Such a rarity here in upstate New York, and it was gorgeous all weekend long. You know what? We'll ease into the work week. Enjoy a little bit of morning sun before increasing clouds do take over, and then we talk about some showers and thunderstorms returning by the afternoon. You know, don't discount the rain. It actually will help some of our allergy sufferers when that pollen is stagnant in the air, that pollen is coating everything outside. That rain will clean away a lot of surfaces. In fact, showers and thunderstorms return as early as 3, 4 o'clock, working in south to north. We only warm to a high of 7. So, yeah, it's a little cooler. And as those showers and thunderstorms increase late tonight and through the overnight, expect some heavy downpours as you're headed to bed. And even through early tomorrow morning, the commute Tuesday won't be as easy as it is now. And you know what? That morning shower activity still around until as late as maybe 11 o'clock noon tomorrow before we dry out, we brighten up. Yeah, beautiful second half of Tuesday. It's just windy and a high of only 70. We'll have a sunny and dry Wednesday, another gorgeous one, a high of 76. Showers and thunderstorms are pretty likely Thursday. In fact, I think Thursday's our wettest day of the week. Looking ahead, and it's cool only in the upper 60s. We'll have some sunshine by Friday, only a chance shower, a high of 72. And that kind of goes for Saturday as well. I think plenty of sunshine, highs warming into the upper 70s, but still a chance shower can't be ruled out. Let's dry out for Sunday. Can we do it again? Can we have more dry time this weekend? We'll keep you updated. That's your updated Storm Tracker forecast. Here's today's top headlines. Former Boston Red Sox star David Ortiz recovering in the hospital after being shot. Yeah, big poppy. The story's been developing all morning after multiple mixed reports here. Nicole has the latest out of the Dominican. Yeah, we can tell you that it does sound pretty serious. The Major League Baseball star said to be in stable condition and out of danger. But he did undergo emergency surgery overnight. Uh, last night, things were not so certain for him. It happened in Ortiz's home country of the Dominican Republic. Police say he was shot in the back by a motorcyclist at a club. According to reports, a bystander grabbed and began beating the alleged shooter until police arrived. Multiple others have been detained in connection with the shooting. A second person who was with Ortiz was also shot. That man did not need surgery and is said to be doing okay. Ortiz, also known, of course, as Big Poppy, was born in Santo Domingo and made his Major League Baseball debut back in 1997. The legendary slugger played 20 seasons before retiring in 2016. He's best known for his time with the Boston Red Sox, where he, earned, where he helped the team earn three World Series titles. As of this morning, no known motivation for the attack. Of course, still very much a developing story. We'll continue to keep you updated both on air and online. The New York State Gaming Commission is expected to vote on sports, betting rules, and regulations today that would permit wagers at Rivers Casino and Resort in Schenectady, as well as three other casinos in the Southern Tier and the Finger Lakes. The proposal requires state-run and Native American casinos to apply for a sports wagering license and have a dedicated area for it. The existing rules do not include mobile sports betting, but lawmakers have introduced legislation that could allow for future expansion. Well, an investigation is underway after a deadly crash in the town of Rensselaerville. The driver now facing DWI charges. It happened early yesterday morning at the intersection of Pond Hill Road and County Route 10. Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple says when his deputies arrived, they discovered the driver, 19-year-old Harley Kelly of Middleburg, was intoxicated. Her passenger, another 19-year-old female from Middleburg, was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver was taken to Albany Med. A family is without a home this morning after a fire ripped through a house in Albany. 
Fire Chief Joe Gregory says firefighters were called out to 393 Quail Street just after 8 o'clock last night. They say the fire quickly spread from the first floor up to the attic and took crews about half an hour to get everything under control. No reports of any injuries. Thankfully, a Schoharie County man now facing charges, including DWI and leaving the scene of an accident in the town of Lake George. Warren County Sheriff's deputies say they pulled over 30 year old Christopher West around eight o'clock Saturday night. While officers were interviewing him, they were flagged down by a passing driver who told them West had struck a motorcycle and took off. West was taken into custody and found to have a BAC of 0.18. And Governor Cuomo is once again heading to Puerto Rico to help support the U.S. territory as it rebuilds. He's announced that nearly 350 SUNY and CUNY students will be going down to the island over the span of 10 weeks this summer. The students will once again work with state officials to help clean up after Hurricanes Irma and Maria. Well, this morning, the TSA, along with state motor vehicle officials, meeting at the Albany International Airport to discuss this summer's travel expectations and also to talk about Real ID. Yes, which everybody will soon have to have. That's where we find News NBC's Justina Latimer live at the airport with additional details for us. Justina, good morning. Good morning. Well, travel this summer is expected to jump, especially for airports like Albany International. If you're traveling out this summer or have a vacation, you may want to plan ahead, but here's why. Airport officials will meet today to share travel tips and discuss the Real ID Act. Since TSA has already set a record for the busiest travel day ever, the agency expects this to be the busiest summer travel season in the agency's history. Today, we will learn more on how that will impact Albany and travelers in the capital region. Since the deadline for the Real ID is going to sneak up on travelers, this summer may be the best time to get a copy and not wait until next year. Now that meeting will happen at 10 a.m. this morning here at Albany International, so stay tuned for more. Live in Colony, Justina Latimer, News 10, ABC. Today, one of the capital region's theatrical landmarks getting a makeover. The Albany Civic Theater is going to start removing its old seats during a week-long renovation project. The process will also include removing and replacing old carpeting. And hey, the Stanley Cup Finals. Man, don't count Boston out ever. Any team from Boston, that is. The Bruins winning 5-1 last night, tying that series up now at three games apiece. Now the Blues dominated the first period. But the Bruins took it from there. Uh, Bruins goalie, by the way, Tuka Rask, on fire, stopping 28 of the 29 shots he faced in net. The decisive Game 7 is now Wednesday night at the Garden in Boston. Here we go. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to highlight Cobalt Skill Stone Products and Carver Companies. Thanks to these two generous companies, the Skahari ARC has a brand new driveway. The driveway at their Route 30 Skahari campus had become damaged beyond repair and started to cause problems and also become a health risk. Cobalt Skill Stone Products and Carver Companies coming together to put in the new facility free of charge for them. They went above and beyond to ensure the new driveway and more would be able to accommodate future growth. Tremendous. Let us know what's happening in your community, how people are helping others in need and giving back. All you have to do is send us the story in a picture to news at news10.com, email it that way, or put it on our social media pages. Use that hashtag, GivingOn10, and we'll be happy to get it on air and online and spread that good news. At Broadway's biggest night, some big names taking center stage. Tina Fey and Jake Gyllenhaal making some big 
and not entirely serious announcements. We are here to present the first award of the night, Worst Actor in a Musical. No, I, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Tony winner for Best Actor in a Play, Brian Cranston, forgetting to plan ahead. I, I just have to go to the bathroom. I am bloated as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore! Star Wars villain and Tony nominee Adam Driver getting called out during the Beetlejuice performance. Hey, Adam Driver, you killed Han Solo! Not cool, bro! And one of Black Panther's leading ladies, Denai Guerrera, presenting the award for Best Director of a Musical to Rachel Chavkin for Town. I wish I wasn't the only woman directing a musical on Broadway this season. There are so many women who are ready to go. That theme of diversity stealing the spotlight all night long. Ali Stroker becoming the first actor who uses a wheelchair to ever win a Tony. This award is for every kid who is watching tonight who has a disability, who has a limitation or a challenge, who has been waiting to see themselves represented in this arena. You are. But of course, with a host like James Corden, the night was full of laughs as well. The late night host teaming up with last year's Tony's host to joke about the other major TV moment happening Sunday night. Everyone would rather be watching Big Little Lies. But unlike Big Little Lies, the Tony Awards brought the best of Broadway to life on live TV. Old faves like Oklahoma, new blockbusters like The Prom. The night's big awards going to The Ferryman for best play, and Hades Town taking the award for best musical. Logan's ABC News in New York. Do you enjoy starting the day with the Wake Up Rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to newsend.com or Wake Up With 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.